So hey, and welcome to the Expert Edge podcast. Today's going to be a little bit different. Today, I'm actually going to share a good section of my story because one of my goals for the Expert Edge podcast was to get more connected to you. And so this is a little bit different because what I'm sharing are three crucial lessons that I've learned in my personal life and some of my business life that have made the biggest difference in just building a life for us worth living, that's fulfilling, that's incredible. I know we live over in Newport Beach in, in America. We uh, have had the opportunity to just do some really incredible things, but to be honest, it didn't start there. And I wanna share with you some of my biggest failures some of the biggest challenges I went through personally, professionally, and draw out some lessons from those. So I trust you're going to really enjoy this session. And it's going to, my goal is absolutely to just inspire you to go to the next level. So let's get into it. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. All right, so let's have a conversation about three crucial lessons that truly changed my life and my business. I I really want this to feel like a conversation. I know for me, when I started the Expert Edge podcast, one of one of my main goals was to get more connected to you. Uh, and I know for me, just listening to someone in my earbuds, you know, every morning, every other morning, uh, it just really makes me feel like I know them. But the problem is, is that if they don't share any part of who they are, then you kind of know them, but you don't really know them all that well. Do you know what I mean? And I know how important it is for you to feel like you actually know me as a person as well. So I thought I'd do something a little bit different today. I'm going to share uh, three crucial life lessons uh, that I've learned in growing my life and my business that aren't all business related. There are some of them more personal related, but I think they're going to really bless you and help you. I know for me, when I go to a podcast, I'm always looking for some inspiration, some aspiration for my week and for my day. And that's my goal for you today is that you really get inspired by this. And uh, I've I've built it into three lessons because I, I really don't want this to be just me like sharing my story. I want you to walk away with some really practical and useful ideas and powerful lessons for you to implement into your life. So let's get into it, hey? So uh, let me start off right at the beginning because uh, I know for me, I was born in Australia. You can obviously hear my accent. Uh, <laughs> no, how funny is this? I literally just made a mistake just then. I wasn't born in Australia. <laughs> And I, I'm looking at my sheet. I'm like, why did I even write that? I was actually born in Canada. I was born in Toronto, Canada. So uh, I literally have got a Canadian, uh, you know, passport and Canadian, you know, uh, a birth certificate. Moved to Australia when I was like two years old and I grew up <laughs> in Australia. So I'm, uh, as you know, I know myself really well. <laughs> Oh gosh, it started off strong. So I grew up in Australia, right? And and I actually grew up near the beaches in a place called Cronulla. Now Cronulla is it's a little bit south of Sydney. I, I meet a lot of Americans who say to me, "Oh, Carlin, I'd love to come and visit Australia. Like like I'm definitely doing it." Now it's quite rare that I actually meet someone who has done it. 
But even just the other day, I met someone who had, and whenever someone's gone to Australia, we always have a great conversation. But honestly, growing up in Australia was incredible. Like it really was. I would literally get up in the mornings. I would go surfing before school. Our school sport was surfing. Uh, and I had, you know, just some really good friends. And I look back on when I grew up, like just growing up in the beaches and that culture for me, like, oh, it was just incredible. Now, what happened was I grew up in Australia, right? I'm growing up on the beaches and really living quite a carefree life. And this is what happened was I ended up, you know, finishing school and then getting to a point where I had not, I um, ended up, you know, somehow, in fact, I, I didn't get the marks to get into university, but this is what I did. And actually this, this is like a lesson that I wasn't going to share, but what happened was, was I didn't get into university, right? I was like 10 marks below what I needed to get into. And so I wrote a letter to the university and I told them all the reasons why I should get into university. I told them about some of the work experience that I had and why I was really interested in the area, the, the area of marketing and um, why I would be a really good student and all this sort of stuff, right? And they literally let me in. Like, isn't that crazy? So first of all, there's another little bonus lesson that I wasn't going to share is like, you have to ask for something to find out whether you can actually get in or not, or whether it's going to be a yes or a no. And so often people are so scared to ask. And quite often it's surprising the answer that you get. And so for me, it was kind of like one of the strategies that I teach, especially my um my expert in a circle group is this idea of fail strategies. In fact, I, I always encourage them to have five fail strategies every quarter. And so there are strategies that like you like, if this fails, I'm totally fine with it, right? And you just do it. And if it fails, there's no like skin off your back. There's no skin off your ego. It, you you kind of like knew it was going to fail. That was one of those things for me with getting into university. I was like, you know what? This is probably going to fail. I'm just going to write a letter, tell them why and so forth. And I sent it off and they literally let me into university. So I get into university, go through university. To be quite frank, I don't take it all that serious. Uh, but I managed to pass, managed to actually do like fairly well in it. And I finish, I finish university and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get into the real world. And I find this job in marketing because I knew I wanted to be in marketing or my, my degree was in marketing and human resource management. It was like a business degree. So I come out of school. Honestly, I thought I knew something, but I literally knew nothing. <laughs> If anyone's been to university, you know what I mean, like after you finish it. And I get into my first job. And so I'm working in this marketing role. It is an assistant marketing role in my first job. And it's like a digital marketing role from the sense of I'm like fixing up the website. I'm doing like lots of techie things. Now, if if you know me at all, I am not techie. Like tech is definitely not my strength set. It's not my skill set. So I'm I'm working in this job, going into the city, and I've gone from literally going to uni, you know, like three days a week, which is apparently full time, and going into a full time job, which I'm working five days a week. I'm like catching the train into the city for about an hour. 
Uh, I am, you know, completely exhausted, right? I'm wearing a suit. I've never worn a suit before. Like everything's just feeling really stretching, uncomfortable. My boss is like on my back, like trying to get me to do things. And I'm, and I'm like really just missing the mark big time. And I remember if I look back now, what I didn't realize, but I was actually getting performance reviewed, right? Like, so basically after about seven months in the job, my manager, not my director, but the manager underneath them took me out for coffee and she's just having a chat with me, seeing how it's going. And then she starts working with me like really closely. And I, if I look back now, because I actually understand how things work, I was literally getting performance managed. <laughs> and I didn't even know it, right? So I'm getting performance managed. I'm hating my job. I'm really bad at it. I don't know if you've ever had a job like this. And, but I'm like, I'm genuinely trying hard, but I didn't, I had no clue what I was doing and what it actually took to be good at this particular job. And I thought I like, I loved marketing. Now, the type of marketing I do right now, which is like, you know, doing a podcast or running a Facebook ad or speaking on a stage or running a webinar, like I freaking love that stuff. But this type of marketing was like really different and it was it was it was just really not what um what I now that I look back on what I what is actually my skill set, and so what happened was I ended up resigning from this job after about a year and a half, and like I felt really disheartened. In fact, I remember finishing it because I actually got like a I got a like a formal letter like a formal warning letter in my job. I'm hoping that this is building incredible credibility for me right now as you're listening to me. But I, I just like for me, I wanted you to relate with you know some of my struggles. Like we haven't had always success in our life, and so I remember getting this formal, uh, you know, letter, and it was like Colin is not performing. These are the things you need to do, and I just kind of potted along and I made a few changes. But I remember finishing it and genuinely feeling like I had destroyed my career. Right, that was kind of like the the thought that I had. I created this belief from this experience, and it felt quite real. Like this experience, emotionally, it felt quite strong. I felt like I destroyed my career. Now I didn't even know. I I wasn't one of those people who always knew they wanted to be an entrepreneur. Now I know for me, I could never go back and work in like a large organization. Now I feel like I'd last. A couple of weeks and you know very quickly I'd probably outsource half my jobs find things that I'm actually good at and then probably end up leaving within like a month but but back then I never thought I would actually run a business to be quite frank like I actually didn't I wasn't one of those entrepreneurs who was like you know from the age of seven years old I was selling lemonade on the side of the road like I actually wasn't that and so what happened was I was I really thought that I destroyed my entire career. Now, I don't know if you've had an experience like that where you feel like you've done something or something's failed and at the time you felt like you felt like you'd wrecked maybe your relationships or you'd wrecked your career or you'd wrecked your reputation or or something like that. And I went through this experience and now I look back on it because it was actually that experience that forced me to, for the first time, get really honest on what is it, you know, what is it firstly that I'm good at? 
And then secondly, what it what is actually required of me to step up and take like responsibility for my life? It was the first time when I really think about it that I actually had to take full responsibility for my life. And I was actually newly married, right? I was like, you know, two year or one and a half years into, you know, being married. And uh, and I just had one of those real mate wake up moments. And the lesson that I learned, like looking back on it now, it was, you know, over like 12 or longer, actually it was like 16 years ago. So I look back on it now and I, I really feel like my past failures, especially like these types of moments, they were a signpost to the lessons that I had to learn and the guidance to my next level. And so my first question for you is this, is what failures have you had in your past that if you were to look back on them now and imagine they weren't actually failures, they were simply a lesson. They were simply a signpost to say, hey, this is an area that, you know, there's a next level for you in. Or this is an area that maybe you shouldn't go down or focus on. There's actually a better fit for you moving forward. Like what if that situation completely happened for you as opposed to happened to you and against you for your, you know, demise? It actually happened for the opposite, it happened for your victory. And so that was the first lesson that I learned with that experience, right? So uh, that's when I'm like a young adult, you know, I was about 25 years old or so. And then moving forward from there, I, I actually got into teaching. And this was the first time I really uh, loved doing what I was doing because in fact, I had actually had a few other jobs. I, I went into corporate training and this was when I st really started to discover that I loved speaking and loved teaching uh, because I'd done that quite a lot when I was growing up in youth group just on a Friday night to like the young kids and I was like, I really like teaching and then so I actually went down that path and I got into uh, learning and development. I was working in a learning, learning, learning development um, department for a large organization and that was actually starting to go well. And then I got into like teaching and I started teaching at like a local business college, you know, like a local community college, you could say in the US or in Australia, it was called like TAFE. And, and I was really starting to enjoy that. And then what happened was I met someone, uh, it was actually my youth pastor, said to me at the time, he said, hey, I really think you should check out life coaching. And so I ended up doing a, a life coaching diploma. It was like a year and a half. I did a life coaching diploma. And this was honestly the first time in my life that I really felt like uh, I discovered something that truly blew my mind. The fact that I could have a conversation with someone and first of all, that through a conversation, I could change their life through asking better questions. And then secondly, that through just a conversation, I could actually make a business out of it. Like I could actually make money from literally having a conversation. I remember my master trainer at the time, she said to me, Colin, you know, you probably need to charge about 125 dollars an hour and in Australia we have this thing called GST and it was like plus GST so it worked out it was like $137.50 <laughs> including GST an hour right so I'm like it's close to $150 an hour doing a life coaching session now obviously I'm not it wasn't like an actual job so I'm not doing life coaching what I didn't realize I'm like I'm not actually doing life coaching eight hours a day so I'm not really getting paid $150 or so an hour but it was like, it was the first time when I had this revelation that you don't actually get paid for your time. You get paid for the value that you're bringing to the actual 
like situation that you're in or the conversation that you're having. And, and this kind of like really, really blew my mind that uh, you don't get paid for just how hard you work. You get paid for the value that you bring. And I know for me now, you know, I do a consulting day with someone it's usually around $10,000 or more to literally sit down with someone for a you know, couple of hours and consult with them. I know for me, like when I'm doing a consult on like some of my students, I actually allow them to, to do consults with me at different times. But usually like a consult for a webinar, I'll charge about $3,000, sometimes up to $5,000, depending on how much time we need. And I'm like, literally in a couple of hours, I could charge, you know, the amount of money that I used to earn in like a month. And what's crazy is that this, the second lesson was that like the possibilities of really scaling up your, uh, your skill set, scaling up the value that you bring in the marketplace really opens up new possibilities to what you can earn. Now, whether that be whether you're working for someone right now or whether you're running a business, I know for me, that was like a real big like revelation. And that was when I really felt like I discovered my path for the first time. In fact, if I reflect on it, I remember when I was doing a doing my certification in NLP. So as part of that process, I did a neuro-linguistic programming. If anyone's done that, it's a fantastic process where you learn about how language affects emotions and how, how how what we see, what we hear, what we feel, what we taste, what we touch, all of our senses create our world. And if we shift what we see, what we see, what we, what we touch, <laughs> all that sort of stuff in our mind, you actually change your entire reality and your experience of the world. And it's phenomenal. And in fact, in Self From Stage Academy, we go quite deep into, I don't call them NLP or Neuro Linguistic Programming Techniques, but NLP is like infused throughout the whole process. And if you do it well with really like nice integrity, because I think you can take it extreme. Like, I don't know if you've spoken to, ever had the chance to like meet who are people who are really at extreme levels of NLP. And to be quite frank, I find it a little bit kind of like manipulative or just too like pushy. When you take it to an extreme level, I haven't had... I haven't seen people do it that well at an extreme level. So I like to always find like this balance of you bring your authentic self, but you also understand that there are certain patterns in language, certain patterns in how you move your body, the archetypes, all this sort of stuff that truly makes a big difference in conversions and in what you're doing when you're selling on stage or on a webinar. And so I'm studying this NLP stuff. And I remember I had this experience where they asked me, hey, has anyone had... Uh, you know, an experience where you felt like you really created a limiting belief for yourself that has been holding you back. And for me, it was literally that experience that I talked about of, you know, not getting fired, but <laughs> performing really badly in a job and telling myself that I'd wrecked my entire career. And so what happened was I went up and I actually did this experience. They call it a collapsed anchor, where essentially, you know, you take an experience that has some emotional charge around it. And there's a whole gamut of different experiences that you can do that with. But I know for me, this was one of them. And I, and I literally remember picturing like getting the, uh, getting the letter from, from my, my manager about me not doing, a, not doing a good job and feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm terrible at what I do. And what happened was I got this, uh, I, I just had this incredible overwhelming feeling of just shame, right? And I brought that to that experience and he did this collapsed anchor process 
And instantly, like literally within like 30 seconds, the feeling of shame that I had, I had been carrying for like 10 years at that time, just literally lifted off my entire body. And in fact, I have rarely ever felt that experience again. Like it maybe has come up like a little tiny bit, but rarely ever where I remember almost every day I used to feel that experience. And so what this did for me was it just opened up possibilities. And I think this is the big point here is that like, there is more possibilities than you can even believe. And I really want to encourage you that if you're at a point in your business where you feel stuck, you feel like, oh, you know, maybe I can't get this breakthrough. You know, maybe you've ran a few webinars before, you've spoken on a few stages, or you've been running your expert business for a number of years. And you're like, I just feel like I'm not seeing a breakthrough. I really want to encourage you that there is there is a possibility for you that is closer than you believe. And in fact, most of the time when I've felt most frustrated, when I've felt most um, kind of annoyed or down, it was actually an indicator for me now that I was closer than I even realized to the breakthrough I was about to get. So my encouragement for you around point number two is that is really that there is possibility for you no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you're going through right now. And in fact, the frustration that you're feeling, maybe the shame or the frustration or the difficulty or the challenge that you're feeling right now doesn't mean that you're not going to make it. In fact, the, the stronger that feeling is usually a really good indicator that you are about to discover a breakthrough that you've never discovered before. Does that make sense? And so that's my second encouragement for you is that is that there is possibilities on the other side of the feelings that you're experiencing. So that's the second lesson. The, the third lesson is this was when I got my first breakthrough in business. And uh, this was actually part of, I was doing my life coaching uh, training and I remember I went to a, I was, I was actually learning how to be a trainer. It was like a train the trainer session. And I'd never done any sort of training like this before. Uh, it was about the second day in of four and uh, I was having lunch. And I remember my trainer came up to me and she said, hey, Colin, how is everything going? Like, how is, how's the training going? How is life going? Like, how's the life coaching experience going? And I said, oh my gosh, it's going amazing. I just love it. I said, I love coaching people. I love having these conversations. Uh, you know, it's just being incredible. And she said to me, oh, that's so good. And she said, um, like, how many clients have you have you got right now? And and she also asked me, she said, and, and how much money are you making in your business? <laughs> and I remember that being really confronting in terms of that question because she literally just went like straight for the jugular, straight for like the results in. It wasn't, we, we, we touched on the, hey, how's it all going? I'm like, oh, it's amazing. I love doing life coaching, all that sort of stuff. And then she's like, how much money are you making? And at the time I was like, I was barely making anything. I think it was like three or $400 a month. So I couldn't, I couldn't like survive on it. And I told her that amount and she looks at me and like this like confused look goes over her face and she's like, you're making what? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm making. And she's like, Colin, she's like, how old are you? Now I was like 28 at the time. And she's like, how old are you? And I said, oh, I'm 28 years old. And she's like, well, she's like, when do you want to have, when do you want to have kids? And I said, oh, probably about like 30. 
I'm thinking because I was like newly married and so forth. And she's like, you know, when do you want to have kids? And I said, oh, you know, about, about 30 years old. And he goes, you know what? You're going to have kids and your kids are not going to have much to look up to. In fact, you know what? You're, you're actually, you're a schmuck. That's what you are. You are a dead set schmuck. And I remember at this point, like I had a bit of lettuce coming out of my mouth from the sandwich I was eating and a bit of hams hit my foot. And she goes, you know what? You're going to be 30 years old and your kids are going to have nothing to look up to. You're a schmuck. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And then she goes, I want you to go out and make $30,000 in the next three months and call me personally. And so this was like this breakthrough moment for me because at the time she really just like called me out. She was like, you are not stepping up to your potential because what I didn't tell her was at the time, uh, actually, should I say, like I think I was about five years married at this point. At the time, we were actually looking at moving to the US. So my wife was actually looking at moving to a really large organization. They had like headhunted her. And that they had literally flown my wife and I over to the US to do an interview, a live interview. Like it was serious. And I'm thinking I've got all these stories around why I can't build my business now because we're going to the US and all this sort of stuff. And this was like a while ago. And I just basically had all these reasons, right? And this is a big thing is that a lot of the time you're going to have reasons or you're going to have results. They're basically the two trade-offs. You're going to have a reason or you're going to have a result. And so what happened was she like fully called me out and she's like you're a schmuck you're not living up to your potential you know what are you going to do about this and it was literally at this point and some of you might have heard this part of my story before which is when when I got my first speaking engagement and it was a free speaking engagement and I spoke at it there was like 125 people gave an offer which I didn't realize was an irresistible offer by the way and had hundred had you know like out of the hundred or so people, I had like 120 or so that gave me their their personal details. I followed them up, and I signed like 12 or more clients from there. I literally filled my coaching business and then landed my first paid speaking gig, and that was with Hewlett Packard. And so it was in this moment, this experience of me really being called out on my limiting beliefs, and and stepping up to rather than the reasons actually going after the results that I truly saw a breakthrough in my life. And so this schmuck moment for me was transformational. I really got called out. And I guess the the lesson, the third lesson that I want to encourage you with today is, is just that, is that if you've been listening to all the reasons for why you can't do something right now, and I'm not talking about like if you're going through something like really like big or traumatic or whatever, like I'm not, you know, I'm not being harsh or anything. But what I'm saying is like there's probably some of you who've been telling yourself, hey, I'm going to go after this business or I'm going to learn how to do webinars or I'm going to learn how to get on stage or I'm going to, you know, become a speaker or I'm going to, you know, add this new part of my business on. or And you've been telling yourself things of like that you want to do, but you haven't actually done it. And I my and I do this out of love. I want to call a schmuck experience on you if if this is something that resonates with you, kind of like in a loving way, give you a bit of a schmuck experience and go, hey, is this something that you want to do? Well, if it is, 
then you got to do it. Like you got to go after it. And so I know for me, I learned the hard way of literally someone calling me out. And do you know what the beautiful part of this experience was? It was after three months, I remember looking at my financials and doing them and realizing this. I realized that I'd literally made $30,000. Now I hadn't brought the entire $30,000 in, but I'd booked more, way over in fact, more than $30,000 in my business. And I'd more than like 10 times or more my business in this short period of time. And my revelation was that the very thing that was stopping me was actually nothing other than just the reasons and the excuses that I was coming up with in my head. So my, my last question for you is, what are, the, what are the reasons that you're coming up for or the, uh, as one of my friends, um, Joe Parnay says, the elegant justifications for staying safe. What is the elegant or the, the adult sophisticated justification for staying safe that you're coming up with right now that if you were to let go of and just, you know, just acknowledge them, thank them for being there, for stay, keeping you safe. Because I know for me, I had all these reasons for why I couldn't do my business. And thank it for keeping you safe. And my encouragement for you is that you would step up and step into your next level, whatever that means for you, whatever's coming up in your heart and your spirit and your self that's coming up for you right now. So that's my journey. And, and you know, that's kind of when I think about it, that's like the first section of my journey. We've had a lot of breakthroughs since then. But I really wanted to unpack for you my journey and draw out some lessons so that not only you get to know me, but you get some real value from this conversation. And And I'm excited for where the, you know, the Expert Edge podcast is growing and I'm going to continue to bring on just just true experts and lift the hood on their their businesses and their Ferraris and what's going on for you. But that's my encouragement for you is that is that you would... You would first of all realize that the past failures that you've had in your life weren't failures. They were actually lessons. They were feedback. They were signposts for you um, going to the next level, changing direction, and and that they were not about anything about the value of who you are as a human being. They were truly lessons that you needed to learn so that you can go to the next level. That that there's more possibilities. The second lesson that there's more possibilities for you. There's more possibilities for your future than you ever believe. And you're actually closer to the breakthrough than you realize. And then thirdly, that you need to let go of the excuses, the reasons. You either get reasons or you get results. And they're three lessons that I've learned in my life that have made a big difference that I wanted to transfer and impart to you today. So I, I hope this has encouraged you. I trust it has. And hey, if this has been valuable, please go ahead and subscribe um, or go ahead and write a review because uh, I, you know, my goal is to just really inspire you and encourage you. So have a great week, have a great rest of your day, and we'll, uh, we'll see you on the next episode of the uh, Expert Edge. So I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Expert Edge. Now, before you go, I've got something really special for you because I know that you know how important your signature story is. It's the way in which you connect with your audience and move them to join your programs without being pushy and salesy. It's the reason why I teach so deeply about it in Self From Stage Academy. Now. Just recently, I created a really useful guide for you. It's called the Signature Story Guide. And what it's gonna do is gonna help you to discover your signature story and ask you some really pivotal questions 
on working out what signature story you should really be telling and then how to tell it. I want you to imagine your next webinar or your next Facebook Live or even your next live presentation and imagine yourself sharing a signature story that truly resonates with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Notice how good that's gonna feel. Notice how empowering that's gonna feel. Now, I really wanna help you out and I wanna actually give you this methodology for free. And it's really simple in how you actually grab it. All you need to do is go to the Expert Edge podcast, which you're listening to right now, and leave an honest written review about the value or the insight that you've got from one of the episodes. Now, before you submit it, all you need to do is take a screenshot of that review and obviously submit the review and then send that image on your phone to support at teamboyd.co. In the subject line, if you can put Expert Edge Review, that'll help us as well. And so send that image to support at teamboy.co. That email address is in the show notes as well with the subject line expert edge review. And our team's gonna send you back this guide that is gonna help you to discover and share your signature story so that you can connect with your audience and move them to join your programs. I hope this blesses you. I trust it will as you grow and develop your expert business. And I really look forward to reading your review. We'll speak to you soon.